Episode 27 of Knee Brace Radio. It's another edition of Let's Get Weird Wednesday. It is September 16th, the year 2020. Nick, how's it going, man? How you hanging? Halfway through the week, man. Can't, can't be happier. We're at hump day. We're almost to Thursday night football. The only thing that would make you know this week better is if we had Maction during the middle of the week. But hey, I'll take it. Football's back, although the Jets suck, although the Bengals suck, although I have no hopes for any sports team. Except for the Steve Cohen deal went through this week. So the Mets hey, in three years. Uncle Steve. Look out, look, look out for the 2024 Mets, baby. We're going to be back and better than ever. Yeah, let's, let's, but, uh, let's, let's review these games week one, and then let's get into a preview of Thursday. What do you think? Sounds like a plan to me, man. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, so first up, we have the Seahawks and the Falcons. Seahawks beat the Falcons 38-25. Russell Wilson goes 31 for 35. Four incompletions, Kyle. 322 yards, four touchdowns. Chris Carson has two receiving touchdowns. If I had, to, if I asked you right now, what do you think the league rusher on the Seahawks yardage wise had? 28 yards. Very close. Russell Wilson <laughs> had 29 yards. That was the leading rusher. Nope. And the only reason we I know is because we were talking about that off air, and I still got it fucking wrong. So I can't even try to look like be a smart ass. 29 yards, threw for four touchdowns, 29 yards on the ground, I should say. Um, is this going to be the year Russ finally wins a fucking MVP? They're, they're letting Russ cook. They're letting Russ cook. Let let Russ cook. Um, apparently, if you just release really weird, awkward Twitter videos, you're going to be an MVP candidate. So, whatever he's doing, let the Seahawks keep fucking eating. They shit-pumped the Falcons. Falcons again, like every year, are they like just a really, really good eight and eight team? Yeah, they're always the team that you don't want to run in, don't want to run into in the wild card round. Because yeah, exactly. because late in the season, if you're if you're gonna if you're on the brink of the playoffs, you don't want to play them. Or if you get to the wild card game, it's like uh, they have they they have a lot of talent. Hey, the they have Julio. They have Julio. They have a whole bunch of number one picks, don't they? I think it's on ten out of eleven. Yeah, we're first round picks. Um, but so. also, so just to round this out, Matt Ryan went 37 for 54, 450 yards. That man's got to be icing his arm after the game. 51 attempts. Did he say 51 attempts? 54. 54 attempts. Dude, his arm has got to be fucking hanging. He's going to need Tommy John by the end of the year. Um, Julio Jones, nine catches, 157 yards. And stop me if you've heard this before, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely no touchdowns. Probably had one red zone target, and it was thrown out of the back of the end zone. So that's our first game, 38-25 Seahawks. All right, next up we have the Jets and the Bills. And, and Kyle, you know, you and I, we talked about the the quarterback class of, of Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and you rubbed something in my face. You said Josh Allen never threw for 300 yards. Yeah, he did it this week. Congratulations. Guess what? Against... He did it against the Jets. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's that's not saying anything, though. It's like when um, 
the Browns were on their winless streak and everyone's like, oh, it was against the Jets. They got their first win. It's like, yeah, no doubt, dude. It's the Jets. That's what's going to happen. I am not surprised, but the Jets defensive line got zero pressure to Josh Allen. Josh Allen, again, my point was made. He's not that good. He was missing guys left. I've never seen a more missed wide open touchdown than in that game. It was a 10-yard folly floater, and he threw it 40 rows up into the stands. I don't know. I mean, Darnold's numbers were not impressive. Yeah, no, they weren't. And he was running for his life the entire game and had, like, at least four or five drops. He missed some guys, too. I'm not going to, like, sit there and say he, he didn't miss anybody. But, again, gun to my head, if I have to choose to have a franchise quarterback, all things aside, put him on. I, who Who's the team with the best offensive weapons and best offensive line. Wh- whoever you want to say. Uh, I mean, I, 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 mean I, if, if I had to if I had to take a stab at that, I mean I'd say I'd say the Cowboys the, the Cowboys have a really good O-line and a really good offensive uh really good offensive weapons with Z. Yeah, so all right, so argument's sake we'll just say put them on the Cowboys. I still take Darnold 10 times out of 10. All right. Well, but uh, anyway, just, that game was fucking awful. It was horrible to sit through, let me tell you. So, just to round that out, Jameson Crowder, seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. 69 of them came off of one play. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Stephon Diggs, um, eight, eight catches, 86 yards. Josh Allen, 14 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Frank, the ageless, biggest balls in the world door, six carries, 24 yards. Right on brand. That sounds about right. Yeah, right on that's, brand. That's, that needs maybe six for twenty-four. Like in his prime, it was like four for thirty. So he, he's a little, you know, age is showing. But Father Tom can't be great to everybody. I mean, granted, he's got a kid playing college football as he's playing in the NFL. That's so. which is insane. I mean, if you if you if you put a gun to my head, I would say Frank Gore in his prime, like prime San Francisco 49ers, he's running the ball forty times. For um, 110 yards, 110 and yards and a touchdown. <laughs> yep, averaging yeah, no, a little less than three yards a carry. <laughs> but what is he? Is he number four all time or number three all time rushing? Pretty sure he's number four all time. Yeah, and he's going to be the Jets' premier back. So, thanks, Le'Veon. I mean, I know you can't control getting hurt, but let's go on to a next game. Next game, <laughs> Bears and Lions, and yeesh, DeAndre Swift. Oof. You know, you're you're a first-round pick, you have high expectations, and you go and do that. I mean, it's Welcome the, it's to the, the NFL. What's the, um, what is it, SOL? I think they were talking about on Pardon My Take or something, where it's the same old lines. It's like literally a saying in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, oh boy. Just, I mean, I don't know. I wonder what the super fans are doing right now. Do you think the, the Lions super fans that like dress up in mullets and wear shoulder pads to the game was Detroit Don and super fan. Somebody there's a great video of big cat doing it. I wonder if they dress up at home. They, they're, I they've, feel they've like, gotta be drinking their sorrows away. I feel like Detroit is the number one game you go to and they pan to the crowd besides the Raiders and it's grown men dressed up, you know, before, before they moved you know, Boltman. Oh, oh yeah. You can't forget about, Boltman. but I'm talking about dress ups per adult. Like, people showing up in costume per adult. It's the black hole that was in Oakland. And I don't know if they're going to do it in Vegas. I wonder. But I feel like Detroit has a lot of guys that will dress up and as... You can't cut, count out Baltimore either, because Baltimore is notorious. Where they wear camp, like the purple camo. Oh, things. yeah. <laughs> the, the purple, white, black, and gray. Oh, man. That, yeah. that camo is everywhere. That, and receiver gloves. Receiver gloves galore. Yeah. 
Yeah. Them in oh, Seattle. I was going to say, yeah, in Oregon for college. Everybody in the crowd in Oregon. I mean, granted, it's Nike Central. But anyway, back to the game. All right, so 27-23, Chicago. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mitch can't throw to his left Trubisky. 20 Mitchell to 36. Mitchell. 242 yards, three touchdowns. Um, another... Did most of that come in the fourth quarter, I feel like? Or it came late in the game. I, he yeah. did not start out um, great. Yeah, no, because the Lions were kicking their ass, and then the the, yeah. the, the Bears came back. But um, AP – Can't headbutt somebody. All day. 14 yeah. carries, 93 yards. Still got a little tread on tire. Hey, he still got some still juice. Got a little... How old is he? 33? 33, 34? 34? Because Frank Gore is 36. 36. I feel like so AP's got to be the next the next oldest running back, right? AP's got to be. Um, I would imagine so. I mean... Eh, either way, to see that you still got some juice in the legs. Um, Adrian Peterson, 35. Wow. So he's only a year... Young, or he's the same age or the year younger than Frank Gore. That's Frank Gore is 37. We're a year behind. 37. We're just story hey, of our horseshoes life. Horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> this podcast. That Maybe we'll just rebrand once we get big. Horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, somebody, somebody buy this and then we'll do horseshoes and hand grenades. But anyway, um, can't, can't say much besides for you're a Detroit Lions fan. You had to have expected. Yeah. Um, so next up. Uh, we have the Packers and the Vikings. Packers sneak one out, 43-34. Um, Rodgers doing Rodgers things. 30, Aaron Rodgers is very good. 30, I told you he's on his FU tour. 32 of 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 14 catches, 156 yards, two tuds. Um, is he the most underrated like top 10 receiver in football? I would say so, and and I would say his only counterpart would be his the person that he played against, Adam Thielen. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, then again, Adam Thielen's a white guy, so immediately he gets way more juice than he should. Well, that and it's the Adam Thielen played not Division One football; he oh, played Division in, Two in or Division Minnesota, Three, and Minnesota and walked on, and then you know paid three dollars in a bus ticket and got his ride to a workout and dominated so yeah but speaking of Thielen, six catches 110 yards two touchdowns i mean um i got him on fantasy oh nice no one cares about your fantasy. nobody cares yeah no one cares yeah <laughs> um a guy that we're trying to get on the show marquez valdez can't like 45 yard touchdown from rogers um so i think this is this is going to be the part of the Vikings story where they're kind of transitioning their defense and it's not as scary as it used to be. Is there a chance the Vikings win like six or seven games this year? I would say so. I would say so. And then if that happens, I'm not sure how much longer of a leash Kirk Cousins has. Wasn't he on a three-year $90 million deal or something like that? Something ridiculous, yes. I wonder I, – I, I have to look up that contract, but I always wonder if there's like – a team incentive or a player incentive. There usually is, but if they go six wins, seven wins, somewhere around there, I think he, I mean, more than likely, I think he's gone after his contract, whatever the mandatory amount is. I guess they can release him at any time, but. Um, next up, uh, we have uh, Patriots 21, Dolphins 11. Um, no, no shock there. Cam Newton. Still good. Yeah. Still really good. It's. I was kind of surprised they used his legs as much as they did. 
15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Fitzpatrick, Ryan like Fitzpatrick, 20 for 30, 191 yards, three picks. Two t- oh, was it three picks? I thought it was two picks. Um, Fitzmatch, you got to do something. You got to do something. You, you got to make me feel something. Yeah. You got to you gotta, be... you gotta make me feel something down in my nuggets. Whether it be just a crazy pass or like a 60-yard bomb that's just a dime. You got to do that one thing a game that's got us keep, that keeps us coming back. A 40-yard like scramble. Yeah, it's it's essentially playing golf for amateurs, where it's like that one thing in a round that keeps you coming back. That one thing on Sunday where Ryan Fitzpatrick either throws a screen pass that goes for a, a you know ridiculous amount of yards, but he was out lead blocking, or just is slinging dimes all over just for one quarter out of the game, not the whole game, but just one quarter. Just keep us tuned in a little bit. All right, moving on, we have uh, the Eagles and the Washington Football Team. I still fucking Yikes. hate that name. I still, I still, oh, fuck I you, Dan it. Snyder. I love it. All right, so uh, Washington football team, 27, the Eagles, 17. Yikes. Hand up. Did not watch one second of this game, so I don't know what happened. Um, so can you enlighten me? The Washington the Washington football team sacked Carson Wentz, take a guess. Six times. Eight times. Wow. That's like a that's like a Jets game. I mean. That's a video game number. Eight sacks. Um, Carson Wentz went twenty four for forty two, two hundred and seventy yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Dallas Goddard eight catches, one hundred and one yards, and a touchdown. Um, Dwayne Haskins not impressive. Seventeen for thirty one, one hundred and seventy eight yards, and a touchdown. But hey, he did enough. That's a Josh Rosen line. Close. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's that's close to a Josh. Is he even in the league still? Is he on the Dolphins? Yeah, he, he's on the Bucks. He's uh, he was uh, he did not suit up. Um, he signed with the Bucks and was sitting in the stands for the game. I guess with the rest of the um, either like the pup players, like the physically unable to perform or um, practice squad that they allowed in the stadium. What a pick by the Cardinals! There were nine mistakes made in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have the Raiders thirty-four, the Panthers thirty. Josh Jacobs running for 25 carries, 93 yards, and three tuds. Um, Derek Carr, 22 for 30, 239, 239 yards and a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater, not bad, 22 for 34, 270 yards and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, man, if only the Jets had a receiver like that. <laughs> it's almost like I tweeted that. <laughs> almost. Yeah, it's, but Robbie Anderson, six catches, 115 yards and a touchdown. You know, it's Teddy Two Gloves is, I mean, he more or less I consider him a kind of a game manager yeah. with a bit more skill than most game managers, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, it, it's really sad. Josh McCown was like the perfect game manager, in my opinion. And I, obviously Teddy Bridgewater's got um, way more talent than him. But if it wasn't for that knee injury, I think Teddy Bridgewater is like a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. I don't know about top five to seven. I think he's definitely top ten. I think he's definitely top okay. 10. seven. Seven to ten. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll. We're gonna argue over three spots. But yes, okay. I will compromise okay. with you seven to ten. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Colts and the Jags. That's a game that happened. Um, Gardner Minshew probably had a pretty cool mustache. Another game I watched zero seconds of. God, I. I Gardner I, Minshew I, had a pretty good game though, didn't he? Yeah. How many How many completions do you think he had? 
I, I heard this on the radio. I think he was like 20 for 21, wasn't he? Or something ridiculous like 19 that. 19 for 20. Yeah, I, I was close. Again, horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, I heard that on the radio. 20, 173 yards, three touchdowns. Game manager. Game manager. Phillip Rivers, 36 for 46, 363 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Classic. That is right on brand. You know, yeah. nature really is healing. The the Jags are like almost intentionally trying to lose and still won. Like, if you look at the stat line, they should have lost. Yeah. I mean, they they got more yards. They I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's uh it's a mystery. All right, next up, woof. The Ravens 38, the Browns 6. Yikes. Is Baker not good? I don't, I don't think he's good. I don't I don't th- cuz he loves throwing to the other team. Loves it. Is Odell just not good? I, I, not, I feel bad before for you him. answer before before you answer. What has he done in his career besides for having like two productive years in New York and like two or th- two or three really good catches? Not much. I mean, I, I'm 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 partial because I've seen how electric he could be. Like, yeah, that he he's then he's like almost the number one like what if guy for me right now because he just hasn't really done much in his career. He's I think he was a pro baller, but like, um. Just not putting up any numbers. I don't know if that was because of Freddie Kitchens. I don't know if it's because of Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's because of his, per- his personality. But if someone says that I'm a, a poopy chest, I go out there and I ball out. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 how I would respond. Yeah, but Odell, not a good game. Yeah, um, just to round out these stats, Lamar Jackson, 20 for 25, efficient. 275 yards, three touchdowns. Um Marquise Hollywood Brown, another guy we're trying to get on the show. Five catches, 101 yards. You see how much weight he put on this offseason, by the way? I didn't, actually. He put on a ton of weight in muscle this offseason. Pretty impressive, because he was playing at like 165 for 170 He was a real small guy, yeah. But anyway. All right, next up. You know, we can skip that game. That's that's, that's fine. Um, The Bengals? Chargers 16, Bengals 13. And Randy Bullock. I mean... Pulled the wrong leg muscle. What? He's hurt, Nick. He was hurt. He hurt his right leg and then was overcompensating for his right leg and then hurt his left leg. That's why he's confused on which leg is hurt. You know, every day um, the Bengals find some kind of new way to disappoint me. Also, tough visual for Joe Burrow. Because he has, it was the, everyone was tweeting the picture of him smoking the cigar after the national championship game where he looked at like a GQ model. And in the picture that they tweeted next to it, he looked like um, the dude from Home Alone. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Marver State. Uh, Marver. No, no. Who's the character? Like that kid. Oh, the Macaulay kid Culkin. From Home Alone. Macaulay, he looked like Macaulay Culkin as an adult where he had like the scraggly beard and was like kind of looking like all wonky. Oh, That's what he looked like at the end of the game. God damn it. So bad visual. God damn it. Anyway, we, we can go on. We don't have to elaborate on our, our tough losses. Next up, I'm actually excited to talk about this. Um, the New Orleans Saints, 34, Tampa Bay, 23. Yeah, Tom Brady, two picks. Yeah, um, it's almost like Jameis Winston, if he just had a good offensive line 
and just had time to throw, he'd be really good. Well, he might be because I think Drew Brees is done. I think Drew Brees you winds think he's up hurt. Yeah, I think from watching the game, he just didn't look good. I think that, that they, not great either. No, it's not great. They, I think if I heard correctly on Fox Sports, they said they, they averaged at like 4.6 yards per play or something like really low for Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I think there's a chance at some point during this season, Drew Brees misses a game and Jameis comes in and Jameis might retain the starting job. Hot take. That, that is that is a hot take, but but it's a spicy one for the fans. But Breeze, eighteen for thirty, one hundred and sixty yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, it's not compared to what you're used to seeing with Drew Breeze. Not not very good. But I digress. Yeah, um, the rest of the stats, nothing really to write home about. So we'll move Gronk on. Gronk did not play well. Yeah, that's that goes right into it. Gronk didn't even show up. Um, all right, next up, Cardinals and 49ers. I didn't have I didn't have the Cardinals winning this one, but DeAndre Hopkins. Man, what a pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Um also most heads up play of the entire game was Larry Fitzgerald grabbing the ball, running it to the center so that the center could hand it to the ref, ref puts it down and they spike it, which allows them to kick that field goal. Yep. Hey, Wiley so. Vet. Wiley Vet. Wiley Vet. But Kyler Murray looked really good. Kyle, Kyler Murray hype train is hot right now. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he somehow looks shorter than he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went 26 for 40. So a little bit little bit low on the percentage, uh completion percentage. 230 yards, a touchdown and interception, 13 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins. 14 catches, 151 yards. Wow, it's almost like when you have a really good wide receiver, you probably shouldn't trade him for an old running back. Yeah, yeah, almost like that, yeah. Um, Raheem Mostert, though, um, he had over 150 yards total offense, uh, 15 carries, 56 yards, 4 catches, 95 yards. Not bad. Pretty productive day. All of that, uh, 76 of that came on one pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's okay. The 49ers are going to get right back on track next week as they go ahead to the Meadowlands and stick it right down the Jets' throat. <laughs> By the way, Jets are only opening up as minus or plus seven. No Le'Veon Bell, no Mims, nothing. No hope. Go ahead. Go ahead and pound the 49ers before the line changes, people. Um, next up, the Sunday night game. Um, the Rams open up the SoFi Stadium in style. Um, the Cowboys 17, the Rams 20. Um Malcolm Brown looked better than Cam Akers. Um, Amari Cooper. Is Cam Akers overhyped, do you think, or now? I think he might have been. I think he. I don't think he deserved to be a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Robert Woods, six catches, 105 yards. Robert Woods has been in the league for, what, five years and has been on four teams? No. Or something crazy like that? No, no. Robert Woods, I think you're thinking of um, – I think you're thinking of – Brandon Cooks. Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks. They're, they're very interchangeable to me. That's a good call, Nick. Thank you for correcting me. No, Robert Woods, he's been in the league for eight or nine years, and he's been with the Rams for four. Um, anyway, I digress. Yeah, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 22 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Bad tattoo. Oh, boy. Feed me. That's going to be... Not, 
that, that when when you're crushing a McDonald's when you're 45 and you just have way too much fucking money, um, that is not gonna look. Good. That's I'm not gonna, gonna be great. All right, that's as someone who has a rib tattoo and then got fat. Let me tell you. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that was always one of my fears of getting a rib tattoo. Um, all right, let's let's uh, go to Monday. Steelers twenty six, Giants sixteen. That's a game that happened. I watched it. Yeah, Danny Danny Dimes. He, I mean, he had a horrible, horrible pick in the red zone, but it's just like the Giants are light years ahead of the Jets, and I don't think Daniel Jones is that great of a quarterback. But they just know how to utilize the weapons around him and make him look really good. So I think he's going to have, like I said, coming out of the draft, I didn't like it at all. I thought he was a second round pick. I didn't understand why the Giants traded up to get him or went up and got him. But I think he's going to have a pretty damn productive career in New York. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I mean, they, they, they made Eli Manning work for so long. You take that back. He's a <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback who is exactly 500 in the regular season. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, six catches, 69 yards. Great nice. game. Great game. Nice. Well, he also had a really big fumble recovery, like a very heads-up play. And uh, and two tuds. Um, the Giants' rushing attack? Yikes. Oh, boy. I think I could have ran for six yards. <laughs> um, and then we'll, we'll round it out with the final final Monday night game. Um, Titans 16, Broncos 14. Fell asleep in the first quarter, not going to lie. Um I think Derrick Henry might have been the only running back with 100 yards this the, week one. How did um, Horsecock Lock do? Oh, Horsecock Lock. Um, 22. Wasn't playing well. 22 for 33, 216, and a touchdown. That's not bad. Not terrible. That's that's a Sam Darnold line right there, actually. That is. If we're being that honest, is, that that's is. a Sam Darnold line where it's like, oh, he, he threw for 200 yards and a touchdown. Like, it's not a bad game. And it's like, in reality, he missed a bunch of wide open guys. But, um, and then we got our uh, little Thursday night preview. Yeah, a little Thursday night preview. Thursday night game. Oh, fuck. Bengals at Browns. The Battle of Ohio. Cleveland rocks. I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to go with your Bengals plus seven and a half. Oh, I the, think the, line's moved. the line's moved. Oh, it has? It's What's it on m- now? Minus plus five, six. Minus five and a half. So Cleveland is minus five and a half. Yes. Okay. So the line's moving in your direction then. It opened up at seven and a half. I... Uh... I just I don't trust them. I I I I will I this, will not this trust has a them until proven otherwise. Well, you think this is like you a, know Joe, this has, a, a Joe Burrow coming out party? I was gonna say that, or this has a potential to be like a thirteen to seven game. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Hey, it's okay. We are bad sports fans. That's why Nick and I click so well. We live in sports misery. It's but God, I just. I'm so sick of them being bad. It, it This is a real moment where, like, I'm not putting on an act. I'm just so sick of them being bad. So It's been so I, long. I've never seen them win a playoff game. This is, like, full-on pity party. What the fuck is going on? Something needs so, to change. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've seen the Jets win a few playoff games, but I have a group text with my dad, my brother, and my cousin, and we just complain in it constantly. And I've said this a million times. I wish I was into drones. I wish I was into cars. I wish I was a fisherman. I wish I had something that I could distract myself with. I can't, Nick. I have a problem. 
I can't stop watching sports. Even if I wanted to, I can't stop watching sports. I just can't do it. And it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad that I subject myself to this. And I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, oh, let me put on the Mets. Oh, the Mets suck. Oh, let me put on the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks suck. Oh, let me put on the Islanders. Oh, they're in the playoffs. Oh, wait, the Islanders suck. It's like, what are we What are we doing here? It, I, the, the best thing I can equate it to is just slamming my dick in the door. Just voluntarily just putting my dick in the door jam, slamming the door shut. Yeah. But and then anyway. and then being like, what the fuck am I doing? And then and then you know what? Lining my dick right up in that door jam, slamming the door shut. Yeah, yeah. But number two, it's gonna change. Little um, little 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 housekeeping here. Um so Bobby Snell Jr. also from uh so also had hundred yards. So Derrick Henry, Bobby Snell Jr., only two running backs to break hundred yards week one. Well, Snell's going to be getting a whole bunch of touches because um, Connor's out, uh, high ankle sprain. And honestly, Snell had one of the coolest mouthpieces ever when he was in college. I'm not sure if he's still rocking it, mm-hmm. where it's that big, like the big mouthpiece that covers your lips, and then he would blow out, and it was a spinner wheel. Oh, so, that, that was that guy. Pretty, okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, um, I'll, let's get I'll tell you what's not cool. Carol fucking Baskin on Dancing that- with the Stars. That bitch, Carol Baskins. Why did he always put an S on the end of a name? Like it was Baskin Robbins or something. I don't know. But, (coughs) excuse me. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not watching Dancing with the Stars. I've never watched Dancing with the Stars and this is not going to make me start. Let's put it that way. I will will hand up. I did see a clip of Nelly dancing the salsa to his own music. That's pretty cool. Which is a flex. And then this man, he has to be like 40 or 50, right? Um, yeah, I'd probably say, like, mid-40s. He did a backflip, a standing backflip at 40. Well, he's got, you know, he's got to be. Gotta, yeah, he's gotta, I got to figure it out. Fill the, no, fill he, the he's got to be because um, I saw a video on Facebook. It was, like, 20 jams that are turning 20 this year, and one of them was a Nelly song. He's 45. He was born in 1970. Literally mid-40s. So, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. We were spot on that one. Also, Nelly, one of the most underrated movie stars of all time, Gridiron Guy. Oh, that um, was really good. good. Man, he makes really he makes other guys look not fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, you were close, but hey, um, horseshoes and hand grenades. Do they are they wearing masks on Dancing with the Stars? I don't think so. Mm, pretty problematic. I hate to me. see that. Yeah, you hate to see that. Um, the the number one thing I saw about Carol Baskin was it was Carol Baskin, a picture of her on Dancing with the Stars, and then the next picture was a, the meme of Michael Scott with his hands over his face going, I will kill you, to Toby. <laughs> and it was Carol Baskin to the judges. I will kill you. We have a literal, not a literal, but we have an alleged kind of, don't come after us, Carol Baskin, if you listen. We have a someone who... The most of, I'm gonna put it this way. Most of the country thinks Carol Baskin's a murderer. I didn't say it, so you can't come after me. I'm just saying what other people think. On a fucking show, how are we promoting her? We have an alleged killer on the cable TV. Yeah, exactly. Not even cable. And that's no, national TV. That's national TV. And no, folks, it's not the NFL Sunday with Ray Lewis. Boom. Ha. Boom. Buzzing. Got Bazing. But who would be your number one Dancing with the Stars partner that you would want? Like my professional dancer or like 
No, no, come on. We're going to do like a celebrity. Because like shit on Burke is fucking hot. Okay, celebrity, who would I want? Um, Shit, you go first. You, you probably have an answer. Shakira or J-Lo? Not picky. One or the other. <laughs> um, teach me how those hips work. I'll go Beyonce. Beyonce, that's a great choice. Yeah, I, I, I I'm surprised think, you didn't go uh, I don't Megan Thee Stallion or, um, or Cardi B after your love for WAP. Okay, I do love WAP. Um, and he's not talking about the song. But Bazinga. <laughs> but I, I will say, uh, Beyonce, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that jelly, but I'm, I'm a try. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, J Lo or Shakira, one or the other. Maybe Jennifer Aniston, you can throw her in the mix, whatever. And of course, my, 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 my fiance, because she's famous to me. Oh my Save, my oh my Save my ass. Save my ass. All right. Go ahead, well, say it, Nick. Say it, Nick. Say it. Say it. What? And your wife. And your wife. Oh no. Um. Anyway, we're we're quick little we're, top five. We're we're running a little long. Why don't we just throw it over to the interview? Sounds um, good. We'll, we'll save our top five for the weekend. Absolutely. Yep. We'll save our top five for the weekend. Um. Monster interview today. Great interview with Johnny Strange. Um. I I promised you on Saturday, but I'm giving it to you on Wednesday. Um. World record holder of multiple things. Um. Also, you get to hear a cool accent. He's English, British, whatever you want yeah. to say. Cool, very cool accent. Very nice guy. Just like very gracious with his time. Super like detailed with his answers. I want to hang out with Johnny. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I'd love to have a pint with Johnny. Yeah, uh, and maybe he comes maybe a, a, I'll a pint. I'll, I'll take a, a pint. pint. Come on, a pint. Yeah, I was gonna say also. What are you like the guy who like went to Europe for like a week and then signs his email? Cheers. Like stop like. Just say a beer. I'd Take a, it back. I'd have a pint with him. Okay. Well, either, neither here nor there. But let's <laughs> kick it over to Johnny. Talk to him. Um, and yeah, we should have some fun. You should you should fit right in. Cool. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Today on Knee Brace Radio, we welcome a man known as the man with the ears of steel, a world record breaking performance artist. Uh, producer and street performer, uh, Johnny Strange. Welcome to Knee Brace Radio. How are you, sir? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So just just hopping right, right into it, you know, the, the first question I have to ask is, what made you get into escape artistry and, and street performing and this whole sideshow lifestyle? Is it is it something you were intrigued by as a kid? Were your parents into it? Uh, no, I, I'm sort of the, the black sheep of the family, if you will. Um, I'm the only performer in the family. Um, and it, it just, it sounds weird, but it just sort of happened. Um, it, it sort of happened in school, actually. So I learned how to juggle in school. Um, and so I learned, you know, how to juggle three balls and clubs and stuff like that. Um, but my friends being such great friends, they were like, yeah, it's all right but like, can you juggle knives? So I went off and I learned how to juggle knives and they were like, that's ah, all right, but you know, can you juggle fire? So <laughs> I, went off, I learned how to juggle fire and then they were like, not bad, but can you juggle chainsaws? So I learned how to juggle chainsaws and it, I just sort of carried on from there and picked up all kinds of weird and wonderful acts and stuff like that. So, so you're, uh, you're, you're a juggler at heart. Uh, 
Uh, I'm a yeah, I can juggle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean the the stuff that I tend to do is you know all sort of danger based stuff. So you got the sword swallowing and uh, you know chainsaw stunts and eating fire and firing crossbows and all kinds of sort of danger style. Uh, a little bit circus and sideshow sort of mixed in with some comedy. So what is the learning curve when it comes to juggling? I would imagine, you know, juggling knives, maybe you start with a pocket knife and you work your way up. Once you get to chainsaw level, I feel like there's no really like way to bridge the gap. Is there anything that you do to try to help calm yourself or ease the nerves when you're trying out a new stunt for the first time? Uh, uh, yes, I know. It's, it's every, everything's sort of different. So each stunt's different. And when I I mean, I can juggle. Um, but I know some phenomenal jugglers and they can just do like nine clubs and stuff like that. And then they look at me with chainsaw and they're just like, nah, it's not, <laughs> not quite the same. It's dangerous, but the, the sort of technical side isn't quite there. But I seem to, I do definitely gravitate to the, the danger, the sort of danger element of stuff. But as far as learning um, like stunts or tricks or acts or however you want to call them, um, I do take it very seriously and I do, it is my full-time job. So I do, you know, train every day and rehearse every day and practice. Um, so when something gets onto the stage, it might be my first time performing it on stage, but it's probably like the thousandth time that I've yeah. already performed it, like behind closed doors and all the rest of it. But definitely anything with chainsaws, uh, that still gets me a little bit nervous. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. So, so tr training for all of that, uh, I'm sure there have been, but coming back from any kind of mishap, how do you, how do you sort of get past that, that mental block of like, oh my God, last time I did this, I got hurt or someone got hurt or um, something like that? Well, luckily, um, you know, knock on wood, I've not been injured, you know, anything too wow, serious. that's incredible. Yeah, well, it's early days, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, for example, sword swallowing. Um, obviously, I, it, it is real. People ask, like, is sword swallowing real? And, and it is. You, you know, you genuinely are swallowing a sword, um, you know, if you're able to perform the act. Um, and learning that, that actually took me three years. So every day for three years, I would practice swallowing a sword, which is horrible. Uh, it's a horrible experience to learn. Um, but they got to a point where I, I, was, I was getting reasonably far um, down my throat, but it was just stopping. Uh, and this must have been about two years into, into learning. And it was actually, it was stopping and it was actually stopping on my heart through my esophagus. So it was the sword, the tip of the sword was resting on my heart and it obviously couldn't go any further. You can't push it because you'll, you'll um, damage your heart and you'll damage your esophagus. Um, and I actually quit. And then I give it maybe six months and I was like, ah, I can't do it. Uh, and my friends were like, no, 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 you, you, you're so close. You're like, stick with it. Um, so yeah, and I sort of picked it back up and not long after I managed to, managed to get it down. But that one was probably, as far as learning curves go, that one was probably the one for me that was the hardest you know it's um so unpredictable and there's not like a, a how-to book <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly no youtube tutorial on that yeah you're just sort <laughs> of working it out and finding what works for you and everybody's body is different on the inside so there is no i mean there's a right and wrong way obviously to do it if you do it and you survive that's the right way <laughs> if you don't then you've done it wrong but um yeah there's no sort of each each person's different 
So do you start with a full-size store and just stay with that the entire time? Or do you start with something smaller and work your way up as your um, body's adjusting? Or how does that work? So I did actually start with a sword. Um, but it was a special sword. It was a sword swallower sword. Because mm-hmm. um, so the, the, obviously there's lots of different types of swords, our broad swords and stuff like that. And the length is cut. So it's not a ridiculous length. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thickness and the width of the blade and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, some people say that you should learn with Cortangus, but that's not the right way to do it. So some people say that they pull out, um, like straighten a wire coat hanger and practice with that. But yeah, that's certainly not the way to do it. Um, very horrible, horrible objects to swallow a coat hangers. Don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Does swallowing a sword, does it like hurt? Because I complain about acid reflux. So I can't imagine trying to swallow a sword or something like that. It doesn't hurt, but it's extremely uncomfortable. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you're, what you're doing, people assume that it's uh, getting rid of your gag reflex. It's not actually getting rid of your gag reflex. It's just learning to control it. So you've got to um, obviously control your, your gag reflex at the top of your throat. And then you've got to um, sort of condition your esophagus and suppress your retch reflex. Um, and it's essentially relaxing, but in like a controlled way. It's, and it's, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. Um, but also on how it feels. It's, it's um, the only way I seem to be able to explain what it feels like is if you're really hungry, and then you drink some ice cold water and you feel it like shoot down your throat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, yeah. as far as the sensation goes. That's pretty wild. Um, so would you consider that like your least favorite stunt to do? It's actually my favorite stunt to do. <laughs> it's only because it gets such a reaction because I've got, I've got all kinds of different, um, swords like um, serpent swords and curved swords and like double-edged blades and all kinds of different different objects um, but yeah it's, it always gets a reaction of some kind mm-hmm. so um, what would be your least favorite stunt to do because like I know you have a bunch of world records for like Nick said you know your ears are world renowned I got my cartilage pierced in college on a bet and I almost passed out so like is it anything with your ear like how does uh, what's your least favorite stunt, I guess? Ooh, I, you know, I don't know if I've got a least favorite. I try, mm-hmm. and, try and keep things um, quite different. So in, yeah. in live show, it's, you know, it might be sword swallowing at one point, followed by um, that, with a bullwhip, like whipping targets out of an audience member's mouth. And then it might go into, you know, fire eating. And <laughs> so try and like jump around a lot and uh, try and keep each like sort of segment as it, as it is, um, completely different from the last. Uh, and obviously there's tons of comedy in there as well, um, just to make it sort of fun and keep people on the edge and then laughing and then, you know. Yeah. So I don't know, I mean, I don't think I've got a, a least oh. favorite. What, what is interesting though, I find, is when people come and tell me what their favorite stunt is. Because some people oh, yeah. are like, oh man, the sword swallowing, that was like crazy, I can't, I couldn't even watch it. And then the person next to them will be like, nah, that was nothing. Like, but the <laughs> that was crazy. And then like everybody's got their own like different look, like an outlook of what the show like did for them. Or yeah, I, I, I kind of find that interesting. That's kind of nice to, to hear. 
So you mentioned the bullwhip and uh, I was reading online, you do like uh, stuff with your audience. Do you get a bit more nervous or anything like that? Being that you don't have full control that maybe this person is going to move for some reason or panic. Does that ever, has that ever happened? Or do you make sure that the audience member is like, you know, really calm, something you look for? Um, no, I mean, it's fun when they're nervous. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> uh, more entertaining. Um, but no, I mean, I kind of, I try and pick people in the audience that have that are actively sort of enjoying the show. That are you know yeah. they're laughing and they're cheering and they're you know heckling or you know like, however they're enjoying yeah. the show. You know they are part of it. They're not just sort of the you know drinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I try and try and involve those type of people because you know that they're going to be game. They're going to be you know up for a laugh and they're going to be on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people you know they might talk the talk you know talk the big talk, but when you're put in charge of like pulling a sword out of someone else's throat, yeah, people do tend to they get head shy and they, you know, they will follow instructions and they, you know, they forget like all kinds of things. They forget to smile, they forget to face the audience and, and stuff like that. And that's, that makes it really entertaining when you've got someone that's, yeah, just dead nervous, but like happy for, to have a laugh. Um, you can really sort of ad lib and, and play around and yeah, makes it really interesting. It makes every single show completely different from the last. If, if you could, uh, if you give us a glimpse behind the curtain, what's the, uh, what's the next big stunt that you, you want to do whenever, whenever we come back from all this? Ooh, next big stunt. Because, because the, you, you gained a lot of publicity a few years back for the um, swallowing a sword in the globe of death. Ah, Yes. Yeah, which is just preposterous. <laughs> that was fun. That was um, in Belgium. I was doing some mm-hmm. gigs in Belgium, and um, and yeah, there was a globe of death there, and I was mm-hmm. I was there all weekend. Um, so on the first day, I was like, all right, gotta gotta go and chat to these guys. <laughs> so we, we got chatting, and yeah, by the end of the weekend, we were we did the stunt. <laughs> so that was that was fun. But I mean, I don't know as far as. The next, the next big thing, it's, it's one of those of, I'm always, like people always want to see something different. They always want to see mm-hmm. something new. Um, so I'm always rehearsing some stuff and, you know, tweaking other acts and, you know, hopefully getting better at acts that I've been doing for a long time as well. Um, so I don't know if I can tell you the new stuff I'm planning, but <laughs> it's fun. I do like to, um, to drop some acts for a little while. So at the minute I haven't done um, a keg lift in so i haven't lifted any like weights or beer kegs or anything like that with my ears for i'd say probably about a year now um just sort of dropped it out of the show um so it's nice to come back to that a little later on maybe next year um put that back in and drop something else out just to keep it a little bit different just keep it for my sanity more than anything else no one likes to just do the same thing over and over again if you're not enjoying it how is anyone else gonna enjoy the show really yeah right how do you train your ears? So like you said, lifting beer kegs, you lift a bunch of stuff. How does that, what's the process of that? Is it like something that you knew from like a young age? Like, hey, I can like, you know, have like no feeling on my ears or how do you go about that? No, I mean, I actually got my ears. So I've got the, um, the plugs in my ears. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, got them pierced and stretched. Well, more, I got them stretched certainly um, just to do that <laughs> fierce weightlifting act. Um, and it, it is just a case of finding where your level is. Um, so finding how, what you can tolerate, 
and also again same with like the social and there's no how-to book so at any point my ears could snap like elastic bands and just completely snap and the worst thing is if one side snaps then all the weight is on the other side the other side is definitely going to snap <laughs> I've, actually, I've got some friends in america that um like one friend in particular and it actually happened to her um and she yeah it, oh it wow yeah uh, and she no longer performs that act um but she does obviously perform lots of other stuff as well better nails and eating fire and stuff like that but yeah i mean it, it could happen um Fingers crossed it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another knock on wood situation, right? Exactly, yeah. So, um, Kyle, I think you had a question about the better nails uh, since he brought that up. Yeah, so um, so basically I was, like I said, reading through your stunts and um, one, the one that I had, one of my favorites, was the most melons chopped in half on somebody's stomach with a samurai sword while they lay on a bed of nails. A, because it reads like a Mad Libs, because that's crazy. But how, how do you think, like, there's so many elements into that. How do you think of that? Or um, is that something you got from somebody else? Um, so it's sort of a combination of two acts. Um, so the, obviously, Better Nails, that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, came from India. And then it's combined with another stunt called the Human Chopping Block, um, which doesn't date back quite as far, but it's certainly nothing that I've done that's original. Um, but it's, it's combining the two. Um, and, but the actual, the record actually came about from, uh, I, I was breaking another record at, on the same day and it was the, um, the sort of head of Guinness World Records was there. Um, and it's, it's sort of such a long title because it has to be different enough from other titles, but you know, like different from other stuff that they have. So it turned into this whole thing. It has to be like a samurai sword and, you know, all these certain like rules and they're really like up on the rules. It's uh, everything has to be followed and you have to follow their exact um, specifications and it's like the watermelons have to be a certain size and all these kind of things. So that's sort of how that one came about. So how cool is it just to be in the Guinness Book of World Records? That's just something I wanted to know because I used to get it every year for Christmas as a kid. And I was like, it would be pretty damn cool to be in this. You're in it. Like, like, like I, you know, how cool is that? It's just childhood gene for Kyle right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was always things that I would see in there. I'm like, oh, I could break that record. Like, that's like a 12-year-old. Like, the most, like, whatever, grapes caught in your mouth. Like, something just, like, at, like, abstract. But you're in there for, like, legit reasons. I would be in there for something dumb. But how cool is it? I mean, I don't know if I'd call them legit reasons, but certainly, <laughs> <laughs> like, weird reasons. Um, but no, like, I, I, yeah, as a kid, I used to uh, get the Guinness book as well every year, like get it for Christmas. Um, but yep, I never that, saw that and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah, Ripley's book as well. But um, I never sort of, I wasn't like as a kid going like, oh, I'm definitely going to be in here for weird reasons yeah. when I'm up there or anything like that. It, again, it just sort of happened. It was just like a, a natural uh, progression from doing the live shows and, and trying to like push myself and, and do that kind of thing. What is interesting though is, like, I mean, uh, I think like uh, four books, I think four Guinness books, um, so different years. Um, and occasionally, uh, like I've got friends that have kids and but they don't know because they're young. So yeah. they'll just be flicking through and they're like, oh my God, look, I saw Johnny in this book. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of fun, that's interesting. Um, I, and I, um, I found a deck of cards, um, a Guinness deck of cards. 
and like turns out my, my pictures in those as well. So that's that's also kind of fun because I mean I knew it was in the book, but yeah, turns out I'm in a deck of cards and I had no idea for like three years or something like <laughs> not it, just you know they're just doing their own business. But yeah, that was kind of fun. I wonder oh, I what see. the residuals are like for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I've never broken a world record. So if you're ever in the States or I'm ever over by you, maybe we'll team up and go for another world record and I can kind of get on your coattails and get into the book that way. Maybe just yeah. my picture, my name doesn't have to be there, but maybe we work something out, you know, that way. I can hold you to that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can cut melons off of your stomach. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe if I lose a little bit more weight and my stomach gets a little flatter, we could go for another melon breaking record or something like that. So what what is what's the road back from uh, this whole pandemic look like for Johnny Strange? Um, like, have you have you thought about like streaming on Twitch, like some shows for there, um, or Facebook or YouTube or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean the the road back to perform is looking pretty bleak, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know what it's like where you guys are, but in England, it's uh, yeah, it's it's still very much alive and kicking over here. Um, mm-hmm. The, the whole industry's not opened up yet. So like overnight, um, I had six months of work just canceled. I had like full tours canceled and, and that. So yeah, that's not great. But um, yeah, keeping myself busy. Um, I've actually started a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Unusual as Usual. Little plug there. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. And it's, it's like a, almost like a, I guess a history um, channel, really. It's talking about, uh, bizarre and unusual people from history. Uh, so twice a week, I'll upload a different video, um, and it'll be like people that. So let's say, for example, the Elephant Man, and it'll be all about the history of the Elephant Man and his career. Or um, it'll be like Stephen Bibrowski, who's um, the, the Lionel the Lion Face Boy, uh, and how he performed and what he was doing. So like each each week, I try and do two different. Um, I suppose little documentaries, I guess. Yeah. How long are the episodes usually? It varies. Um, we, because of the subject, some people, you know, a lot of information about, like, for example, um, The Elephant Man, there's tons of information. There's, you know, films made about him and everything. But then there's the more obscure uh, people that you've probably never heard of. And there's very little information. It takes quite a lot of digging just to find out, you know, the, the real name, for example, or yeah. when he was born, you know, um, so yeah, it, it varies, but I mean, sort of around 10 minutes, try and keep it short and sweet. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, that's... If, if, if I could, um, I think that you would have a market in Twitch because we, we have, we have a friend that does, uh, he, he's, it's, it's kind of different, but also kind of the same cause he speed runs video games for world records. Nice. So I'm sure with the pandemic Guinness has done some sort of um, so, sort of shift where you can submit it virtually. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure they they probably shifted to that. Yeah. So if, if you were to do world record attempts on Twitch, I guarantee you would get a following. I'll have to look into that then. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I, I because there's there's a lot of there's there's a lid for every pot on Twitch. Um, and I think there's definitely a community of people, myself included, who would love to watch you swallow swords, juggle on Twitch and, and would pay a pretty penny to see it. Um, so that's just my, my little, my little suggestion, but, um, why don't, why don't you, um, 
plug your YouTube again? You said um, uh, Unusual is Usual? Yeah, so the show's called Unusual is Usual, and you can find it on all social media platforms. It's Unusual Weekly. Okay, Perfect. awesome. And then can they find you on um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? What are those handles? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so on Facebook, it's Johnny Strange. On Instagram, I think it's Johnny underscore Strange. Okay. And Twitter, I think he's Strange Johnny. I, I don't know. They're all slightly different, but I mean, I'm pretty easy to spot. Yeah. The sword sticking out of my throat in the pictures. So. Yeah, that makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Um, I hope you had a good time and uh, maybe we'll have you back sometime whenever you set up that Twitch stream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like I said, if you're ever in the U.S., let me know and I'll come uh, help you out. Or if I'm over in the U.K., I'll help you out. Really? And I, and I am going to hold you to that. You know that, right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> as dangerous as possible as well. That's, that's completely fine if you don't mind somebody who's very anxious all the time. So. His little name is Danger. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Have Thank a good one. So Thanks so much. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right, that interview was brought to you by Manscaped. That's right, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. You know, I bet Johnny is a guy who enjoys a good clean ball. I don't know, but I think Johnny probably could incorporate these into his axe. 7,000 RPMs, that thing could probably cut through a rope. Maybe he can integrate that into his axe. Like escape artist sort of thing? Yeah, like an escape artist, like, oh my gosh, we have the lawnmower 3.0 about to chop down or cut this rope while Johnny's 100 feet in the air. We know it can get through it. 7,000 RPMs, Nick? Come on now. That's getting through. That's getting through the the roughest of pubes, um, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent eighteen months perfecting greatest ball hair trimmer ever, created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you it's premium. I mean it's premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, which cuts down on cleanup. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. Um, you know, you can really you can really trim the hedges back on that tree. Oh yeah. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because it's this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code KBR20 at manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code KBR20 at manscaped.com. Do it. Trim your balls. Your balls will thank you. I will thank you. Let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. Support your favorite podcasters. Hell yeah. Um, Kyle, this has been a great Let's Get Weird Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it has. 
Nice little recap. Awesome interview from Johnny. Let's go ahead and say goodbye for now. And then we'll meet up with everybody on, uh, I would say, Saturday, like always. Let's do Nick, it. where can they find you on the socials? Socials, Twitter's going to be at Fumblin' Bumblin'. Um, Instagram's if I had one with, uh, with underscores between all of it. Oh, and, and also, why don't you come uh, come subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, Twitch. Heyo. Twitch.tv slash uh, Radio. Um, we're affiliated now. Yeah. Go ahead, check Nick out, drop a sub. I'll be in there. I'll be in the chat. I'll be subscribed. Don't you worry, Nick. Um, as always, you can find me at Kyle underscore Craig four on Instagram, Kyle underscore Craig thir- or Kyle underscore Craig 36 on Twitter. Check out our Nebrace accounts just at Nebrace Radio, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. Website, NebraceRadio.com. Check it out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Anyway, this was presented by the Wave Media Co. Kyle, see ya. Peace.